Rewind the tape. Hi guys. Here we are again. Hello. My classic intro, because I don't know what else to say. Uh yep, this is your fave podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, rewind the tape. With me, Natalie. And me, Ruth, who is on the ball. Aha, I know, I know the intro. Slight nanosecond delay, but yeah, we're, we're getting there. No, that's the internet. That's not me. <laughs> um, if in doubt, blame the Wi-Fi. Always. It's always the, it is it's the connection. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so... Do you know what I was thinking about the other day? And we will get into the, the podcast, but maybe not not for this week, obviously. But Drake. Maybe f- not Drake, not specifically Drake, no, but kind of connected. Okay. You know, I, we just don't play any games bef- again, anymore. And we, we could. We could probably still find a card game to play just to, like, ease everybody into um, the pod. We could do what ridiculous thing have you been thinking about this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. In okay. your fa- fantasy land. Okay. Only because I know Natalie's fantasy land is hilarious. What's <laughs> it mean? Look, there's a word for it. So <laughs> that means it's other people think about it too. And it's not, maybe not normal, but you know, I think it's not. What is normal? Nothing is normal. Everything is normal because nothing is normal. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There is some. We, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. I mean, the things I think about, if we'll, we'll get onto it, it, are just terrible things happening to me <laughs> and having to <laughs> overcome them, <laughs> battle through them, <laughs> tell people, break the news to people. Maybe, maybe I'm dying. Um, maybe I've been in an accident. I just it's a common thing to think about. A, yeah, it is a common thing. So you know, it's not just me, but it is a bit is a bit weird. Um, the thing is, it could happen. Like lots of crazy things happen in life. I'm not saying that you should think about them all the time, but it's just, your mind can't help but think of those things because they happen to like people you love all the time. Yeah, Maybe but not it's all also the time. Not just it, it, I think when I told you, you gave me too much credit, and you said, "I think it was maybe my my way of like preparing myself for these things." Happening. Yeah, no, it's my way of martyring myself. <laughs> that's what. Come on, that's what everybody. No one's preparing themselves for these terrible things to happen because if they happen, of course you don't want them to happen. But you know, you're thinking, well, if it did, I'd be strong enough to get through it what are you and you I never think that I'm not strong like oh we've spoken about this before haven't we where you think that you in a no wait did you think that you would be the first person to die like in a killer situation because in a zombie apocalypse you said that you were a survivor and people better find you 100% and I'm not helping anybody by the way unless you've got something to give bye I'm sorry but well, was it last? No, it was a couple of weeks ago. Did we not have a conversation about how if somebody's knocking on the door, you're opening it, you're helping yeah, them, you don't care, I'm, you'll probably die in the meantime. I'll and now you're like, door, <laughs> but I'm saying in a zombie, okay, so a zombie apocalypse is different. So, like, if someone runs to my house and oh, you're right, I'll fucking help everyone, I'm gonna die. Yeah, so don't run to Ruth because chances are you'll both die because she'll. Because of you, it'll be your fault. 
you'll yeah. you, you and led the zombies to Ruth's door. Okay, in a zombie apocalypse, it, all bets are off. I'm not going to lie. All bets are off. I've you got can't help somebody because they may well be a zombie. No, I... Th- they may be harboring the virus. I don't know how long the virus takes to hold from oh bite God. to turning. You're Do so you? Right. I'm so... Corona has made me realise like I'm a very, like, by the book when it comes to viruses. I'm very by the book. So, until I know the rules... Stay away from me. Stay the hell Stay the, away from me. Yeah. And I'll I'll find a way to help my family, but that's it. Everyone for himself. And yeah. some members of my family too. Yeah, we won't go into details. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm gonna help there are yeah, and by family, you know, some of my friends are included in that for sure. Oh my god, literally you and one other friend, the rest of you can yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't yeah. mean it, but I kind of do. Anyway. I'd probably go out of my way to help somebody that that I shouldn't help. Like somebody that, ima- like that. Not an ex that you've always had harbored feelings. <laughs> or not even if you, maybe you don't even harbor feelings for them anymore, but you just, you help them so that they know. So it's like going back to that thing of like if you if you're thinking about something terrible happening to you the person that you imagine telling is that person why it's not like I don't I'm not sat there imagining how I'm gonna break the news that I've got cancer to you because that's not part of like the the fantasy fantasy is a really not the right word for this because I'm not saying I'm getting any no 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 like but there's I don't know the word daydream or I don't know what like it's just a A really morbid daydream yeah (laughs) yeah yeah sure exactly a really morbid daydream so that's what I think about so there you go when in actuality that would never happen no so you're just thinking of ways that you can like make that person feel bad. Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Not necessarily bad. I don't know. Just a, a feel away. No, not even guilty. Just like I don't know. <laughs> See how awesome you are because there you will fall apart when they hear the news and you're like it's happening to me and I'm okay I'm dealing with it I'm fine oh, oh no gosh. I need to go back yeah. to therapy yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I can't yeah but maybe it's like because I'm somebody I went to uni with has cancer at the moment and she posts about it all the time and like she seems okay but obviously like no one's going to come to Instagram with their like deepest this yeah and this makes it sound I'm really really not trying to trivialize like anyone's experience of these things you the funny thing is you did it last time you said you imagined and I'm not I know this happens to people like I literally can think of somebody else who this has also happened to like you were in a really bad accident and you had to relearn how to uh, walk (laughs) yeah all that just (laughs) I'm going to hell. I just but, but, find that one funny. I, I mean, I'm going to hell too. I'm thinking about these terrible things. That, and, but, but other people, this is other people's reality. And I'm just. 
I know someone who was um had a really bad accident. He didn't have to learn to walk again, but like um he almost died uh was hit by a lorry. Seemed like a really oh life-changing God. event. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's it's not <laughs> your thing seems a lot more normal now. No, it still bit, doesn't. A bit crazy and it's, yeah, it maybe I you think know. everyone who's imagined what it'd be like to um, like to think about what it'd be like if somebody told you you were dying, I just think that's a very normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but it's also, I don't, yeah. Sorry um, to the listeners. Uh, what a way to begin. <laughs> Jesus, this was not our intention. I was my saying bad, we should bad. bring back pillow talk. <laughs> now we've got to this. Oh, pillow talk. Ah, yes. yes. It was more like, you know, and on Drake, when I sent you that thing, there's that card game, um, We're Not Really Strangers. And they had like, I don't know, there was, I, I sent it to you on Instagram. It was funny. I hated it. Look, <laughs> we need to move on because. <laughs> Did you listen to Drake's new song? Did you see his new video? Didn't even know new- that there was a new song or a new what? video. Three new songs out. He released a three pack. The middle song is my favorite song, and the video was for the first song. The video was quite good, but he always makes the same video essentially. Just he makes really cinematic videos. Like Hotline Bling. Lol. No, no, no. More like um, (laughs) cinematic like that. That's no. I mean, like um, well, his last few videos. If you haven't seen them, it doesn't matter. Like and you mean honest, like storytelling, like a, with a narrative, or no? I just mean like, like a picked, really, like really shot. high production like, value, mm. beautiful shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like is this a film or is this, is this just a three-minute song? Yeah. So I can't. I w- I would say I haven't seen it because my newsfeed has been dominated by something else, which we'll get onto in two seconds. But oh, it, it was just in, in reality. I I wouldn't have known. I, I was actually thinking I should send it to you, but then I was like, I don't know if that's necessary. But yeah, we should just do Drake updates for the rest of time. You can We have a, a different spin-off podcast of just you keeping me up What's to date. Drake, with doing? Drake, yeah, <laughs> Drake. Like, yeah, Drake's going on. You're like, well, we, we were talking over tea and coffee this morning. <laughs> Okay, so I just want to be really problematic and say onto a more biracial drama, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, is <laughs> it went from yeah? So basically, this week we wanted to watch um, the Megan and Hazza. Well, I'm going to call them up the whole time. Megan Harry, Oprah, Megan Oprah Harry. Yeah, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah Megan Harry. <laughs> Let's get one thing. Oh, I straight. think it was. What's the hashtag? I don't think it's Oprah first. I think it's Meg's first. Fuck the hashtag. Oprah's always first. I'm sorry, but she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or is she last just as a shine of respect? I don't know how it goes. Anyway. We're thinking too much about it. Yeah, way too much. So wanted to do the Oprah interview, and I'll just be really transparent and say, I'm going to try and be as honest as possible for the whole podcast. I didn't, I just didn't think, like, I, I knew it was, I obviously I know what's been going on um, in the press like the whole time. Mm-hmm. I've 
I've heard people at work talk crazy. Like I've just, I get it. Like people are racist. This is the whole anti-black sentiment thing setting her up. And I thought this would be like, I didn't realize how much this would obviously as a black woman who's actually had to grow up in this fiasco, I didn't realize how much it was gonna bring up for me. Mm. (laughs) Like what a dumbass. Like I was getting so upset and I was like, obviously and the time I chose to watch it so I watched it on Monday morning essentially like that really I can't lie it's, I know it's only Tuesday oh I, well yeah guys it's Tuesday you might as well it ruined my week it Spoiler, ruined it's my, Tuesday yeah it's ruined my week and yeah I'm just really exhausted I got I was so I could not believe how much it upset me and I was just annoyed at myself for being upset I felt weak for being upset because it's just like this shouldn't upset me like with knowing all that I know about the world like this should be like a feather but it just doesn't work no stop it Ruth firstly the the only reason it shouldn't upset you is because it shouldn't be happening of course it would upset you like that's a totally normal response and it is not a sign of your weakness and I know you know that in your rational no, self no I, I know I but know I just I can't, I'm just being honest about how I felt watching yeah it made me feel like yeah I just didn't like it brought up a lot of stuff man a lot of stuff with uh relationships and racism and it's just like and just like you you want to live in a world well I can speak for myself I want to live in a world where there's no pretense so there's no you don't have to pretend that all these things aren't happening, that you know everything that people say is simmering under the surface. It's like, it's not, it's just there, but nobody wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to live in a world where everyone confronts all of these things. But then when you actually like pull the sheet off and you have to confront it, then it makes you realise how bad all the things that have happened to you personally are. And that even though like, because for someone like me, I talk to a therapist and stuff, I try and deal with, I haven't spoken to her in two weeks. <laughs> I try and deal with my trauma as much as I can, but it just like it really is like fucking hell. That is like this is shit. This is really bad. (laughs) This is really shit. And especially like because obviously, like Natalie knows, but like my last serious relationship ended because the people closest to my ex boyfriend, I felt they were racist, and it's just like. It just, with regards to that situation, I didn't think I had anything left to do there in terms of, like, how I felt about it. And it just, like, the whole night, like, it just brought so much up for me and it really made me have to confront a lot of things. And it was shit and I hated it. Yeah, so it was a bad choice. But here we are. Shout out to the British Empire. Still ruining lives. eh? Yeah, totally. (laughs) British Empire, the British tabloids. Yeah, still doing the devil's work. Yeah. Shout out to Rupert Murdoch. Shout out to, no, let's not shout out these people. Um, yeah. Where to begin? I did make to say about it, did you? Okay. My notes are very sparse. I ha- I've got to also say, like, I, I, I cried once and then there were two times where I was just like, two, like four, I had to go for a walk, like, to stop watching it and walk it off because I was getting so fucking angry. Oh, and I'm not going to lie, when Harry came out, he kind of made it worse. 
Yeah. There's so many layers to it. First of all, I don't believe the monarchy should exist, obviously, because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how you spin it. You you can't live in a democratic state if there's a monarchy. Like, it doesn't make sense. There shouldn't be a monarchy. And it's like him saying that his family were trapped and all this other stuff. I'm like, I, I, they are trapped in a position of oppression like um, am I supposed to feel bad yeah 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 I, it frustrates me when people you have to have that conversation with people oh but what could they really do what can you like you are taking away from this situation and taking the light away from what's actually the problem so we're supposed yeah, yeah why, why why should I feel sorry and oh yeah it must be so difficult for for them like they they can't be themselves they can't that it's a job and all this and that and, and I like how does that compare yeah to the the experience of people that are living in this country except that's what I'm real saying real people yeah. who are struggling who can't get a job who because of the color of their skin who are dying because of the color of their skin in the middle of a pandemic it's the last thing i want to fucking hear about like i just yeah it's not i can't i'm not gonna feel too sorry for for the royals yeah they were born into it they didn't choose it do you know what? The reason I don't watch The Crown is because I think, I don't know if it's the first, third, second or third episode. I feel like I got two episodes in. Or maybe it's the first. No, I feel like I got two episodes in. It was just like the, the premise, like the idea that I, it never really occurred to me that this is a woman, talking about the Queen, who has been raised to believe like this is her birthright. Mm. Once I Once I understood that, I was like, this isn't for me. Yeah. Like, and I watch all sorts of problematic shows. Oh, you you know. All you, sorts. You've heard us talking about them. <laughs> you've heard me talking about all sorts of things. But that's one thing I just couldn't. I'm like, how can you genuinely believe that your birthright is to be there? First of all, I can't even imagine believe, somebody convincing me that I, my, like, life passage is to be a head of state because of who I was born to be. I kind of even have a problem with some of the things people say about destiny, to be honest. But then it's like, imagine if you're watching uh, The Lion King, but in, but Mufasa was telling Simba that like he has dominion over all the land. And then he points out, and it was just like loads of dead bodies from other countries. Like you'd be like, it kind of what changes. But yeah, I don't want this. <laughs> you're you know, like, Okay, I'm not cool. sure about this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dark. It's like to have a belief that you th- like people who believe in like the idea of an empire, that means you believe in all of the atrocities that was carried out in the name of that. And and it also for me it shows like a severe level of delusion because it's just like you you still believe that these things that exist for profit. I like some fucking ordained destiny. Are you, are you like? Yeah. And I won't. Let me and know. the idea as well that people could say, "Oh, but you you can't blame them for what their for their ancestors did or other people did." It's kind of like, no, 
I'm not blaming them for what other people in the monarchy have done in the past, but I am blaming them for not kind of owning up to it and and apologizing and paying reparations and saying, this actually was not right. Let's give back what we took. They're not fucking doing that. At a bare minimum. At a bare minimum. Not only are they not doing that, they're going as far as to say Boris Johnson is literally opening his stupid mouth to say that he thinks that Africa was better under colonial rule. Like, that's the current prime minister. Like, it's just, I just can't. And then you get, and then people like me have to go to school and feel awkward when they're talking about slavery because everyone's staring at you when actually everyone else should be ashamed and I should be fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> should, not, yeah. It's like, the it last shouldn't be like, was, oh, Ruth. And apologies if this is triggering, but like, oh, well, it like, is. don't do we, it. <laughs> like, okay. But baby, we, we should be asking them about their ancestry. They don't. They don't even. That's the thing. It's like the even the name, the transatlantic slave trade, and outside of that, like if we really think about the modern world, it probably began for me anyway in the sixties when um, most countries gained independence. Yeah, because England weren't just doing a madness by selling human beings. Because some people like to say that England ended slavery and all this after four hundred years. How generous! You also live in a country that literally went into loads of other nations and forced your own culture and government onto them. That sounds like, they make it sound like a cute thing. It's not. Do you know how much violence... Yeah, the lasting damage that has been done. It's crazy. And it's just so... when. It's it's not like it's so obvious, and then it pisses me off even more because like you'll get English people who travel to other countries, and they don't. It doesn't click for them. Like when I, I when I was in Nigeria for like the longest I stayed for two months, I was getting honestly. It gets so upsetting to see like all the after effects of colonization. It is heartbreaking. Mm. Like from being in the fucking supermarket and seeing like a shelves of bleaching cream from this because colorism is still so rampant and then to to see stuff like that and then for me in my own life to see how like I've personally benefited from colorism and in a way I've also been like negatively affected by it as well but to like have to contextualize that in my head and then like how I'm not being funny, but it's so, it is so simple. It's so black and white. It really is a very mm. easy thing to understand. Like, I'm sure I told you this before, and I don't know if I'm oversharing now, but like one of my aunties had this nickname for me when I was little because I was quite light. And she would say it when I came in a room. I'm so sorry if this triggers anybody. I won't say what it was or anything. But obviously I'm literally like, what, four years old? I don't fucking know. So mm. I'm just like. I just thought she's happy to see me or whatever. And then like, as I've gotten older, obviously she doesn't say shit like that anymore. Times have changed, thank God. But like to hear her story and how she, when she was young and she was dark skinned, how like people from her own family were really horrible to her and the things that they would say to her on, um, I think it was like her mum's sisters or something. I really don't know. I apologise if that's incorrect. I really don't know. I shouldn't have said that. I think it was, I don't know. But the th- she told me the things they would say to her and I'm just, as an adult, and I'm just like, that's so hard, like, to even hear. That's mm. why when, like, all these conversations about colorism are happening and you have, like, 
basically mixed race women in the UK doing all these documentaries on colorism. That is so, do you know how fucked up that is? Because you, you, like you're, you have even more light skin privilege than me. Like you, and you haven't got a fucking clue. How can somebody who has never experienced something be the voice of it? So what you're going to be like the mouthpiece or something that you've benefited from. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Do you know how hurtful that is? It just pisses me off. And that's why even like when we're talking about like taking up space that you shouldn't take up, like you, there are, there are things in my life where I'll speak on it, but I'll never act like I'm the the queen of authority. Yeah. Yes. Because it's literally, these are people's lived experiences. And the easiest way to know is if somebody tells you something and you gasp, you, it's not, that's not, that's not your case. Yeah. If something shocks you, how can you, these, these, these are women who've experienced something their whole life and you're going to tell the world what their experience is and you think that's okay. And you're, oh, I just think it's like, it makes me physically sick. It's disgusting because everyone wants to act like it's fucking neuroscience, but some of these things are so black and white. Mm. Oh my God, it makes me sick, but whatever. Okay, let's talk about Megan and fucking Harry. First of all, when she's, I wrote down fairy tale is another trigger uh, word. Because remember, we talked about the word, um, is it imperial? I, I don't know, were we? It was we? something like we were, we were slagging off Joanna Lumley. <laughs> and to anybody who, <laughs> if, you, if you heard me and Natalie slagging off Joanna Lumley and what she was on about calling herself the ch- a child of the empire, and you thought that maybe <laughs> you thought, why is that weird? This is why it's weird. You can't, <laughs> what the fuck are you on? Anyway. So yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Well, because she was born in India, right? So she was saying she's a child of the empire, and therefore, (laughs) what? So I can, I, I am what as as it's as good as that's not the right word, not as good as being Indian, but she's saying like therefore she was born in India, so she she can claim that experience (laughs) and she can understand that experience as an Indian. (laughs) What? It is a mess. It's like being, it's like saying like, I'm like you, like, you know, it's like when people come up to you and say like, uh, like I, I worked with this girl at and she was like, you know, I was, um, I used, when I was little, I grew up a little bit in Jamaica and this is like a really posh white girl because her dad had a job there. Well, she actually said her dad was stationed there or something. Anyway, I don't know the fuck she was on. I hated her. So I was trying to get out of that conversation. Hey, so she, she was, no, she was all right. It's just like, this is what people don't get. You can be a quote unquote nice person, but if you haven't unlearned a lot of stuff, you're just going to constantly irritate me and upset me. That's why I don't want to be around you. It's like, why do I have to sacrifice my peace of mind? Mm. And I can't be bothered to explain. So that's why when people are like, well, you know, like I feel like you don't like, it's not that I don't like you. It's just like, you're just too white for me and it's just like there's no polite way to say that such (laughs) nuts things like I had somebody um at work once say I do I we were talking about like where I guess where 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 everybody's from and obviously I'm like well I'm from Blackpool where are you where are you really from that used to trigger me so much that question when I because 
hearing it all the time when you're out um you know in the clubs or whatever anyway so he was where well, he said oh I'm um Anglo-Indian and he just like it just kind of came out I, I, I re- for the record I really like this guy he's like he I've, I don't he's I wouldn't call him racist not at all I actually think I've described this to you or even on this podcast so apologies if I have and he just he said something like oh you're quite dark for um for being only half <laughs> No, and stuff like that would have like when I was younger I would have been really like in fact I probably would have preempted that by saying oh I'm you know I'm so I'm only half but I'm so dark because my dad's from South India and he's really dark and in the you know and I would have really had to I would have felt the need so much when I was younger to to qualify my um my whiteness I guess, which is weird because I've never, I would never think of myself as white, but then I also ne- didn't, never wanted people to think of me as not white, I guess, is if that makes any sense. But anyway, it was just like, <laughs> what do I, what do you want me to say to that? What, sorry, is Massive, there a color I'm chart? Sorry, but that is nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> just so you know. What color should nuts. I be? <laughs> Somebody actually, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter. Have you seen that colour chart? It's like the one that they put in a meme with Peter Griffin holding. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Somebody put that colour chart in the Queen's hand and it's like a picture of her and the baby, like looking at the baby and they've got the colour chart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's what it is. That's what it is. That's why when people talk about like colorism and race like they're literally they go hand in hand and it's something that pe- we we will have you're quite dark for only being that's <laughs> that is like oh, as I if it's like oh you look fully indian which i think a lot of people assume that i that i am i guess because i am quite dark for somebody that's no, it's because on the spectrum of non-whiteness, like right, where you can sit anywhere, like you meet biracial people who look like literally one race or the other. Yeah, completely. Of course, yeah. For goodness sake, Mariah Carey's dad is black. But you also have people that are like fully Indian who have be could, very, could, very, could, very yeah, like, a passing white. That's yeah, because it, race is actually a construct, but that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, that is mad. The next no, Natalie. The next time someone says that to you, I'm gonna need you to say something. I didn't not say something, and I like it was no, also. I, was, I think I was really mad. like. <laughs> I, was, I did say, um, like just like oh, says that. Says the white middle aged, not middle aged, no. Says the white cisgendered man like that. I say that a lot to men. <laughs> but that's then I always feel like, oh god, I'm going to get into to trouble, and I'm going to be the and one that's labelled. And I'm like, no, because I was thinking, it's about not it, like, like it isn't like I didn't say it. What I mean is, I suppose once uh, there would have been a time where that really would have affected me 
adversely. Whereas in this situation yeah. now, it's just, I kind of, I, and I shouldn't chuckle it off because it is a dumbass question, but it's, it would have been a lot more damaging a long time ago because of my own internalized racism. Everyone has. And yeah. And not, we've definitely spoken about this before on the podcast. My own experience of wanting to distance myself from my Indian heritage because of how I was afraid I would be treated and again, and also how my own perceptions of that side of my culture, because of the way that we were brought up, won't get into it. It's yeah, that is for the podcast that I do with my yeah. therapist, which I who I don't have yet. Um, but it's but that yeah, is also I, a it makes me feel so totally very common. But like, That's it makes me feel so sad and so ashamed that. that I ever felt the things that I that, would feel about myself. Okay. And, that is the thing, like, that's the, the craziest thing about experiencing racism is how you internalise it to the point where you feel, like, you feel ashamed. Not only, you, first you might feel, if you're around it long enough, because it is mental abuse, I don't care how you spin it, it's literally mm-hmm. a road at your self-esteem and your mental health. It makes you feel ashamed of yourself. And then when you begin to get over that yeah then you're ashamed of the person you were dealing with that because you're like I can't believe like sometimes I think about things that people have said to me and I'm like I cannot believe I didn't like hit that person I honestly I know this sounds crazy but I regret there are some people I regret not like smacking in the face because it's just like things that have happened to you that you just normalize like something that seems small like um I put it on I'm sure I put this on my Instagram stories once when I was in school and somebody Mm. pulled my braid so hard that that had a little bald patch because they ripped my braid out and there was a picture of a little girl and she had like her whole like um Mm. ripped off and the anger I felt and then I was like wait a second it didn't happen that severely but that happened to me and it's just like it's crazy because I'm looking at this little girl and I think if I saw that the way I would react, the anger I would feel, like, that when it was me, I didn't have that for myself. And then it's just like, this. I, but then I did. And I, and you sort of, it fucks with your memory as well, because I remember I ran after him. I was going to hit him. because <laughs> Listen, I don't know what to tell you. I was there and I was going to fight. And the teacher stopped it. She, the teacher stopped it because he was like, you know, like, you can't have a fight in the classroom or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, but my reaction was so reasonable for somebody ripping the hair off my head. Yeah. But it's just, it's all just so. And that's why I didn't enjoy this Meghan Markle thing because it just brought up a lot of shame in me. Mm. And it's just like, it's, I shouldn't have to feel ashamed. It's so, honestly, I'm so embarrassed to be. I know people think that this is like somewhere. To, I get so embarrassed to have lived and grown up in this country sometimes. It, that I interview just, made me feel... It's disg- like, I don't disgusted know. with this this country. and it's, it's just a piece of shit. And, like, I've, I kind of realised a while ago, which made me feel really weird, that, like, 
I'm actually like a displaced person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not here because, and I'm obviously, I would, I'm not trying to s- compare myself to somebody who is, say, a refugee or something like that. But really and truly, like, we're all here because we have to be here. Because, and it's, I don't know, it's just really, when I think about it, it's so. Oh, it gets dark, man. But yeah, back to Megan and Harry, the fucking fairy yeah. tale. Oh yeah. my god! Do you know what I also on a on a funnier note? What I remembered was um. So obviously, do you remember when um Kate and what's that bald man called William, William got married? Yeah, uh, and it was the Queen's Jubilee. Mm. Had like four days off or something ridiculous. Yeah. That weekend, fuck the Queen, but that weekend was lit. <laughs> That was one of the that was one of the best weekends. Wait, no, they were different. The wedding and the silver jubilee were different years. The silver okay. The silver jubilee Christ alive. That was, was a blowout weekend for me. Didn't see her once. Didn't see Queen Lizzie once. Oh right, you were didn't, not um <laughs> Yeah, didn't hear a voice. I was I know I was that was a chef's kiss though. Oh right, I see. <laughs> I was like, wow, I gave away my weekend. <laughs> no, I was no, I'm not gonna lie, I was off my tits, but it was it was a good time. I we it was like a a I don't know, 36 hour absolute bender. But then also no, you know what? I won't say. I was at a Jamaican street party in Leeds, which is very random, but not that random also. Fun. It was really, really good. Like, as in, like, all the music was, like, either, like, roots music or, like, drum and bass. And the MC was just amazing. He kept saying, no work today, no work tomorrow. I still remember it. (laughs) When was the wedding? Was that not the same weekend? I no, love. I remember not. I wasn't in the in London for the wedding. When was that? I don't remember the wedding because what had happened. What had happened was like nobody I lived with obviously was really like into the monarchy or whatever. But they were like, Do you know what, it's on. I'm Let's have. Um, yeah. You've got. You I mean you watched the wedding? We all did. Not really. So what happened was because I can't day drink or whatever. I just can't. And I definitely can't have a Bucks Fizz first thing in the morning. So we had like a Bucks Fizz. I think I was two glasses in. I was like, I've got, I've actually got to go to bed. I had to go lie down. I don't remember what happened after that. Wait, which wedding? Kate. Wills and Wills and Kate. By the time um it was Harry and Meghan, I was so like anti-monarchy that I think the only bit I watched was the people the coming in. No, the choir. Oh, the choir was yeah, fantastic. Amazing. You can't stop and me that, the the, the cellist. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, he was brilliant. Might go back and watch it again. <laughs> the streams the, the, the from guests, the wedding have gone up 200 percent. The guests it. coming in, it was obviously it was pretty good because it's. I was disappointed a different kind with the of crowd. Hmm. I was just, as soon as I saw David and Victoria Beckham, no shade to them, but I was like... Were they not at the the other one, Kate and Wills? I'm pretty sure. I don't know, but I felt like they shouldn't have been at this one. Like, why are they everywhere? 
And fair enough if you invite Victoria, but why would you invite David Beckham to your wedding? Well, plus one. After what he said, he goes to hell. Plus one. Do you remember when that um, his emails leaked or whatever? And that was that um, he was kicking off because he was like, after all the work I've done in Africa, I should have been knighted uh, by now. I'm never going to forget that, Mr. Beckham. You can go to hell. We'll I don't care if you scored a goal on every podcast. time I get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honey, that's going to come up over and over. People need to know. It also, I'm not going to lie, when she said she didn't Google Harry, I was like, oh, that explains so much. Oh, yeah. But also, also, how do you, I don't Google Harry and I know, like, the maybe just uniform. It, yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't, I mean, it's. Yeah, people change, I'm blah, blah, blah. But that would have been a red flag on, like, <laughs> how they got together or, you know, what, whether, what, what their relationship is. I don't know it. But like it, it is odd to me, like the how they. It isn't that odd because it. But how I don't know how. But I mean, and it's not. This is gossiping. Like, how did they meet? What in what situation was it? What was a a friend like, introduced them. But what friend? <laughs> who's who's mutual friends with the prince and? But that's Meghan the thing. He's and, not. He he obviously well, has a life. Like I remember when his um I'm sure I told you this, his ex-girlfriend, what was her name? Chelsea. Chelsea. Mm. She went to our law school. So that like, there was a time where we were just walking into a lecture we're outside the big old story, and everyone was like, that's her, that's her. And I felt like I, I'm not gonna lie, I know I said don't feel bad for us or anything, but I did feel a bit bad for her because she was like literally looked, she looked, I don't know if she was, she looked like just a normal person, but she's like sitting on her own and everyone's like and it looked like she was pretending to roost. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, damn. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think they have friends and like a semi-normal life. Even when they were talking, you know, that Prince Andrew interview when he's like basically talking about how he's like friends with Jeffrey Epstein and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was watching a bit of that again. I, was the, I didn't watch that much last time because yeah. I just don't find that man pleasurable to watch. But he was talking about um, being at Trump. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've been to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's oh, Trump? God. Piccadilly? What is it? It's just like an old members club that was is popping it? in the 90s. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Could it have been the same time? I hope not. No, no, no. And then you're like, not. no, I'm very much not I wasn't not thinking, the same oh, my age. God, for that reason. I was like, oh, my God, to think like. They just go to regular places. Regular. But it's places. also like to think like when I was sitting on the seat that I was sitting on could have been sat on by someone. All sorts Oof. of mess has gone on in those places. It's just like weird. Like, anyway, let me focus. Okay, so let that be a lesson to all of you. You better Google the people you're dating. Don't think you're all high and mighty by not Googling people. You're stupid at this do point. You, do you always Google people that you're dating? Um, only when I start to think, like, what the fuck is going on here? That's the thing. If it's going well. <laughs> at what? How many red, red flags need to appear before you get out Google? One? Three. Third red flag. And you're like, hmm. But now I'm a bit more, now I'm a bit more savvy, probably like, no, probably three. 
But how, at what point are you doing a Google image search? Just to make sure that these are Only if I'm talking to somebody, uh, that's different. If I'm talking to somebody online and I think they're a catfish, then I'm doing a Google image search. But if I'm just talking to somebody, I'm sure I've done a Google image search on somebody who I'd met recently because I wanted to find out more. How did you find their their photo? I don't know. Facebook? Instagram? Facebook. I definitely found his Facebook. Oh, my God. He's actually blocked me. (laughs) No. He wanted to meet up with me again. And I was like, no. Then I thought, like, oh, do you know what? The bar is disappearing. So I messaged him and he blocked me. The the bar of what? My standards. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> the bar so is disappearing. The bars are opening soon. It's I know, I'm a, not going that out. Is a dangerous I just, combo, though. Yes, like I, I said, imagine I'm, what happens when things open up again. Oh, everybody's going to be fucking. There's just going to be... The, I think, obviously, if you were in a relationship, there was the, this boom, the baby boom... The corona baby boom is real. And there'll be a post-vaccination boom, possibly. Oh, God, I hope I... No, I rebuke it. I don't want that. (laughs) One of my notes says, I kind of get the feeling Kate's a twat. Oof. I just don't feel... like any way about her I don't I haven't liked her for a while but to be honest like I this is by the way to the listeners this is now where I get malicious I just don't like I've said it before like I don't like people who consider themselves like upper class the upper of English people I don't like them Mm -hmm. they're all I've never met anyone like that okay I've met two people like that two and a half people like that that I've gone with What's the half? As in, like, I'm still not 100% sold. Right, right, right. Okay. Still but 50% all right. Yeah. Yeah. And even with one of those people who was, like, the nicest guy, I'm not joking, such a sweetheart, the guy he was with was one of the worst people I've ever met. So I'm just like, but aren't you, if you're this, this sweetheart and you're in a relationship with this guy... Doesn't that make you just as bad as him? Like, how would you? How are you mm-hmm. comfortable with this? I don't know. There was a, a part where, when eight, I think it was quite early on when Harry comes in, and he talks about how he just before he met Meghan, just didn't realize what life was like or what how bad things were or what the, like the, I mean, he didn't say it in all the, in as many words, but essentially what the, the black experience is like, which I, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but that kind of, I'm just like, how can you, again, you are the figureheads of this, country and you have no idea you go to all these commonwealth nations and you do your tours and you have no idea 
No, I, if you travel to a country under the capacity of the, this is a country of, we have, as a country have colonized, and I still see myself as some form of head of state. How could you not, how, why would you understand the black experience? Yeah. Your version of blackness, like even, he still doesn't understand the black experience no. because if he did, he wouldn't want to serve any fucking state. Common, yeah. There is no Commonwealth. It's ridiculous. I did think that the way like Megan carried herself, spoke, everything about it, it was just like I it was phenomenal. Like I couldn't, I don't think I have that. Like I just impeccable. When you really think about what she's been through and the way she carried herself and was able to speak about it, because like talking about something as triggering as like suicide Mm. I just yeah that was to be honest that was the part where I was like no this is a lot for me a lot and this is so unnecessary to say but again the the where they were that house so nice (laughs) gorgeous so nice and do you know I'm I'm glad for them. I'm happy for them. God, I, I hope that, that they're safe. That wasn't my house. Hope... So that was um. I know. I just mean like I'm not saying that because it's like their house is so nice. I just mean the way that that was set up. Out, oh, is it yeah, like an out? With that, yeah, the, that really nice, oh, nice rug and the that kind of yeah. It was really really lovely. Yeah. But I yeah, I hope that they have a a good life now and that they're. Their life is never going to be, it's going to take years. I can't, I, to be honest, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that, because I understand that, no, I can't. I just can't wrap my head around having a child and not protecting them. I just couldn't. I just, I just can't understand or imagine. Like, that's his literal dad. Like, I know everyone's talking about the queen and his grandma, queen, grandma. Forget that. That is his literal father who has just left him, abandoned him without any security. That is mental. Are you actually smoking crack when you wake up in the morning to think that that's a normal thing to do? Well, you know how they feel about baby Archie. Yes. Oh my God. Obviously, the skin colour thing upset me, obviously. Because then you're just... Because you can't... Obviously, you think, well, if if that's how they were feeling about him, like, obviously, like, how do they feel about the rest of us? Like, we know, but still. That's another thing they put into the crown uh, in one of the earlier episodes where Prince Philip is... Um, I think... I want to say they're in Kenya. They're in a southern African country, and they get there... And there's like a tall black man who is wearing like traditional like tribal wear. And he has like what is his version of a crown on his head. And Prince Philip in the show is like making fun of this guy. That's when I was like, I'm out. (laughs) This isn't for me. (laughs) Yeah. It may be accurate, but I don't need to see this. I don't need it. No. But yeah. But this suit. The suicide part really got to me because 
I don't mean to sound dramatic, but it made me realise that basically from 2016 to 2017, as you already know, like my mental health was just so, so bad. And I obviously knew it was attached to racism, but it really made me realise like that relationship, it made me feel kind of validated to think that it's it's okay to have such a strong reaction to that Mm -hmm. kind of environment because it really is that bad you're not not that I thought I was being dramatic anyway but like you're really not it is it's in fact it's so much worse than you could ever conceptualize the situations that you're being put in and the environments you're expected to live in and when it's in your own home honestly it's awful you're also having to contend with no one else accepting your experience of that as valid people questioning it telling you well actually maybe it no it it, it isn't you I mean it yeah you do it, that to yourself I, well if somebody tells you that long enough then yeah you just say well maybe it is me maybe I just can't deal with this and I like say this knowing full well that my experience is like I don't really even have a a place to be talking about this in the same way that that you do that the other black people do this is like I wouldn't say not that you should feel that I'm not obviously like we all have um like I don't even know what it's called I'm gonna say perceived privilege but that's perceived as the wrong word. We all have, what's comparative privilege, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, relative and comparative. Relative, yeah. But I I wouldn't, I don't know. I just feel like in in my mind, obviously, like, I don't compare other people's experiences to the Black experience. However, I think that you'd have to be absolutely nuts to not acknowledge just how racist England is and the history of racism as well because it's oh hold on a second yeah that's all I was gonna say I wouldn't um when you're speaking about your own experiences while with me as people who know each other like you should feel free to express the things that you've seen because honestly, I'm just going to be real. The first racial slur I ever heard wasn't about black people. Mm-hmm. And they were saying it, it was the, when I was little in Croydon and it was all the white parents, they said it all the time. And I was only thinking about it the other day. I must've been what, six years old. They were just saying it all the time. What? Not when other adults were around, but when I was there in front of me freely. So what the what? hell did they say when they were at home? Like a racial slur. For Asian oh, people. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. And this was the 90s. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. Just that's why I get angry as well when people say about like, I know Croydon at the time people were acting like Croydon was like a small town on the outside, but when people are like, oh yeah, London's different, I'm just like, what? Mm. I don't know where you're from, honey. It, London's <laughs> not different. It, London is so, so not different at all that it, has 
this is maybe not the right word, but it's, it has almost forced minorities to congregate in certain areas where they feel like that that's their area. They feel safe. They it's yeah. there's segregation here for sure. That is how not different London yeah. is. That there are pockets that are completely yeah segregated. That and yeah, and then you get like like white kids from all these areas that are just trying to force this like falseness of we're all in this together. It just drives me nuts. Yeah. Oof. This is... Yeah, it's a heavy subject. Yeah. I mean, I guess, it's yeah, it's, we it's haven't really... In a way, we talk about it all the time, but, like, talking about it in this context... Kind of, yeah, in a kind of concentrated, not, not yeah. as making a kind of off the cuff comment about it and maybe talking about it for five minutes we're actually dedicating quite a lot of time I mean we do we do talk about this off air as well quite oh yeah of course I feel like you can't have a genuine friendship with someone if you can't talk about this stuff Mm. at all yeah but yeah I know what you mean like we're like just darting all over the place but you've got to understand to anybody listening this is like it's it's hard to talk about and I talk I feel like I talk about it all the time and I still in this concentrated way with relation to the fucking English monarchy are you crazy yeah it's it's so close to home it is it is at home it's (laughs) and it's our home we live in hell (laughs) we've we've always kind of I suppose known the level of rot that runs deep within this country but this is just shining this massive spotlight on it and I think what it's also a little bit upsetting is that this isn't likely to be this big watershed moment where anything's gonna really change I think that there will I'm not saying nothing will change yeah it's a bombshell interview but it's this is Change is not going to happen overnight. Yeah, but there has precipitate been anything. Is it, you know, what's... So I would say for me, like, um, to anybody who doesn't uh, follow her work, you should go and follow Kelechi Okafor. Mm. Seeing her on Sky News, saying the mm-hmm. things she was saying, that was such, like, it was... I'm like, I needed that so much. It was such a powerful moment and it made me think, God, what a time to be alive. Mm. Compare that conversation to the conversation that was going on uh, last year. Because the thing is, all of these networks, they invite black people on and then they just basically ask them, does racism exist 50 times? And yeah. it's nuts. So yeah. that was Are you such, sure? Could yeah, it, it was not such a difference. You? Yeah, it was that was a uh, fantastic um, interview. Um, yeah. yeah, really amazing. Again, such an articulate woman. Another thing that made me laugh was I know I'm problematic <laughs> for finding this funny, but you've got to understand that I was Harry's also... scuffed shoes. No, I didn't see them. Didn't notice. Okay. <laughs> Megan going to HR. <laughs> 
oh no that was great when she I just uh, yeah all of that when yeah I went to the institution and it was one person and then she went to HR I'm like who is it I was like I watched um, the interview with my sister and um, her husband, my brother-in-law, and like me and me and Wolf would really just like watching it avidly. I think Jenny thought it was not the interview, but thought our reaction to it was quite, I don't know, maybe funny is not the right word. Um, but it just made me think so much of scandal like this is didn't this harry, is real life harry, wanted, harry wants to be um fit <laughs> so bad i actually text natalie saying harry wants to be fit <laughs> gerald grant the third so bad um the thing about shonda is let's just not get it twisted right because i was thinking this last year those two shows that she made like I mean, People more than saying, two. Come on. No, specifically. Not only did she, she basically modeled and walked us through what the world could be like if we dismantled certain things. Like at the end of How to Get Away with Murder. Don't wait, wait. I've not finished. I've not finished. I'm not finished. Oh, it's, I don't think it's the end, end, but it's not but a spoiler. This is the final se- season. It's not a spoiler, though. She's just there's one episode where they show um what a reconciliation would be like instead of a court. Um oh gosh, yeah, no, I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and that is something you learn about when you look at victimology, it's like a criminology thing, which is dumb. That's another problem. Criminology should have way more of a, a lap over with law. Like basically, if you study law, they the core modules basically make you just understand the law as it is as an institution you have to memorize everything and you have to kind of accept it and then the the more advanced parts of it is when you um can challenge but really and truly you're probably just doing the bare minimum to get through Mm. and then the end is when you do the philosophy of law when you realize like the whole thing's a joke but that's the end Whereas criminology, like they're studying things like victimology, which is like the victim's perspective and alternative ways to resolve things outside of a court system. Mm-hmm. So why Why is that not an essential thing to study in law? Like it, the whole thing's a shit show. You're just basically getting institutionalized. Obviously, I have issues of my own. So like take what I say with the teeniest pinch of salt. But by the way, I'm right. You can Google it. <laughs> <laughs> But like Shonda Rhimes demonstrates that and that's the kind of thing where if you bring it up, people will think that's a really extreme thing to like not have court cases for a lot of these things. Like if somebody gets yeah. murdered, not to have a court case. But that has actually not happened in prisons. this country. Abolish prisons now, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I want to tell the listeners that story so bad. Honestly, if we have this podcast and if like a few years if we actually make it like down the line <laughs> or if we I just guess... keep recording our conversations yeah, for, yeah for ourselves to listen back to no I don't mean make it as in like I'm gonna make it in this world I mean make it as in make it through like just if we keep survive right. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna spill so much tea I have so many funny stories I wish I could tell you guys but I just don't think it's <laughs> it's not but all I'll say for now right is now. No, but abolish, abolish prisons because they're costing me money. <laughs> 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 but it 
is, yeah, that's kind of crazy that when people think that the what is extreme is abolishing prisons or not abolishing having the monarchy. massive um, court case, yeah, big court cases or going to trial or abolishing the monarchy. And they don't think, and they think that the the current state of affairs is is, is okay. And you're like, no, this no, the other thing, that's extreme. You're like, no, no, what we have now is extreme. <laughs> it, this is also extreme, extremely bad. It doesn't make sense. Why do you think it makes sense? It doesn't. Why do we have to pretend? That's why that whole positive, that forced positivity, like manifest, think about good things movement pisses me off so much. Anything that relies on me, pretending that I'm okay with this I'm just gonna tell you right now it's never gonna happen <laughs> yeah. I can't you get to like you when you're younger like you can try and pick up all these things you're radical by nature I personally think most people are radical by their nature when they're younger you try and pick up all these survival mechanisms to get you through but you get to a certain point and you're like I can't do it anymore this isn't good we have this not it's not enough to campaign for extremely bad things to change like all of it has to go this is not working I am not okay with loads of people being thrown in prison I'm not okay with I'm just not okay with Boris Johnson I was seeing like the tweets don't even hit anymore the racist tweets don't even hit anymore because I'm just like after this pandemic you're at this point what are you doing there was this guy who's got like a fairly okay platform and he's tweeting about um how um why why we why would we spend so much of taxpayers money on protecting Meghan and Harry if they don't want to be in the monarchy and I'm just like you obviously don't read because after what Matt Hancock and his buddy Boris have been doing they've been giving away billions like what's not clicking at this point like they've been giving away billions you've been clapping for the NHS and you're worried about paying for Megan and Harry's security detail rather than the extra £3.60 that <laughs> nurses are going to get come April, £3.50 a week. Uh, like, come on, guys, wake up. It's not, these are not, it's, what once you start seeing, like, billions of pounds disappearing, that's at that point, there's just nothing left to say. Like, it's we're done out here. Like, the conversation is done. I'm over it and I'm bored. Like, I'm not doing this with you lot anymore. Like, it's not, this is all accessible. It's trending every day. You and know it's it even, is. it's so much easier now because it's going, somebody will have done a story about this on yeah. your feed. You do not even need to go to the news to listen to it. There are, for Christ's sake, these things are in memes now. Memes. Oh, exactly. And the fact that we can get here directly from experts, I don't have to go and subscribe to some fancy law journal that I have to have access through through some sort of institution. I can just go on a lawyer's page and I'll be like, here is how Matt Hancock has broken the law in the last six months. We are suing him. Here is the information. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so thank much. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> great. Good. Excellent. It's so ridiculous. I just remember when I was younger and I used to complain about the prime minister and somebody said to me like, um, well, what would you do if you were in that position? I'll never forget. Because in that moment, I was like, I don't know. I don't have a plan for the country. Yeah, but but like, now I, don't I just... need to. I, why, why? That isn't your literal job. But it's just like people make out like there's no alternative though. And I'm like, but there's literally people. And I'm not talking about like 
some 20 year old no shade to me when I was 20 some 20 year old studying I'm talking about people who've dedicated their entire lives and when I say academics I don't just mean academics within institutions I mean anybody who like reads up and follows and is like yeah not it doesn't have to be a a a university educated but no shade to those people either I just yeah yeah, oh god like wow you've got yeah someone who's read who's who's done yes somebody who's who's done done the the work. work they literally have solutions these and the government you've got to understand every government has access to these solutions the reason they don't implement them is because they exist to make money period if they get rid of the monarchy then that opens up a hole where they now have to explain what colonialism was they have to explain the part that all of these institutions played in slavery and how that affects the law to this day. There's so much they have to do. And then that means that these right wing politicians can't get into power because they literally rely on your feeling of like sentimentality towards old England. Sovereignty. If goes, yes. If that goes, then what are they going to offer you? Because let me tell you, it's not going to be your tax money. Because <laughs> they've already spent that. <laughs> what's the what's the fucking crowns tax bill? Uh, I read it something like, which makes me feel like it has to be like like eighty million. Which, but how nice. do we know when the queen won't even? How has it written into law that her her overall wealth cannot be disclosed? Oh, sorry, that's the amount of money they get a year from taxpayers, allegedly. Oh, right. I do not believe. Knowing what, how we know... But don't they have 13... to pay tax as well? Are they not on PAYE? What the fuck is HR yeah. doing? They're on benefits. They are... benefiting from the welfare state. We are just dishing out. It's, yeah. Oh, my God. Another thing I wrote down was not Megan believing in the Commonwealth. Canadians, man, they have a lot to learn. Bless them. God, yeah. I wrote not Megan believing in the Commonwealth, not Megan going to HR. Then I wrote down Tyler Perry had to save the day. That is not. Do you know who Tyler Perry is? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like... (laughs) I knew I like that man, really. (laughs) But it's just, it's also more to show, like, this is what stresses me out. Because when you say, like, say, being black is more expensive and you have less, like, why is, why do I, as a private citizen, why am I paying to protect your royal monarch? So it doesn't make sense. Like, now I have to foot the bill. I know he's literally a billionaire now, but still. Who? (laughs) Harry. Oh, <laughs> Wait. But still. Yeah. Harry definitely watched the crowd. That's another thing I wrote down. I didn't write down any of the serious points because I was too busy getting upset. The so serious points are covered as well. We, like, I mean, listen, you've seen you've seen the episode. Not the episode. We've we'll seen the links to more like more people that you should probably listen to about serious Will stuff we? more than us. And we'll talk about the fun stuff. I'll put two links in. I can think of two. I'll put two, two. I'll hold two links. You are. Well, we, we posted things on, um, we can repost that, uh, the um, interview that, um, I know I can, that you did. I'll, you did that. Yeah. I can, I just mean like 
if you want something more substantial, go there. But we are very in all honesty. People. You've you listened to it. You were there. You've watched it. I I can't. I don't think that. Why did they pretend they didn't watch The Crown, though? They definitely watched The Crown. Do you think... Would you watch a a show about your family life? I would not. I would not. When they got to the Diana series, I'd want to know. Because the thing is, let's be real, I bet now that Harry's outside of that family... I'm sorry to talk about these people like I know them. And I I just, the only reason I'm doing this is because it's a huge institution. It's not gossip. But he's probably going to find out a lot of horrible things about yeah. his own family. He's going to find out so much. If he, yeah, hasn't already. Your own dad. <sighs> Listen, I know, uh, let's be real. I know fathers can be... Challenging, Tricky. yeah. Mm. But my God, man, do you think that he is the institution? I know that there's there are several people, but do you think? No, that I think he's there's the a, one. There's loads of them. But I you think know, it's all. When Megan said that she specifically went to one person, and do you think that the the mm-hmm. people in the institution are family or just staff? Family, um, family is in like. Um, they might not necessarily have the titles of prince or princess or king or whatever. I'm also, was I talking to No, I was talking to my brother. Me and my brother were talking the other day and I was like, if the queen thinks we're going to, this was before all of this happened. We were just having a random conversation. I was like, if the queen thinks she's going to serve us up a King Charles and we're going to take it, she can go to hell. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now. But no, um, well, that's probably why she's lasting so long because she's like, I can't, I can't leave the country in. Charles is Charles is the worst. He's always been my least favorite. I, I don't really do that to your own your own baby, your baby boy that you held. Listen, but then also just I, it made me actually want to go back and listen to the Diana Panorama interview because I, like I would have seen recently. Have you? Not not recently, like, like definitely watched it last year. Mm-mm. Why? Because sometimes I just... <laughs> I just look people up and I get lost on a... Oh, right, YouTube. okay, in a, yeah. Yeah, in a rabbit hole. And I just find her... I think it was probably triggered by the way Megan was being treated at the mm-hmm. time that made me want to look... Because people were comparing it. Yeah. Because didn't Prince Harry make a statement like he wouldn't want something like what happened to his mum to happen to her or something like that? I'm not, I don't know if he made the statement prior to this interview, but, but part of the things that no, in he interview said, is, he's definitely said something like that. I know, he said, yeah, because he did say that he has spoken about this and he said it before, so he must have made a statement that, yeah, I he think doesn't. it was when, um, when Meghan Markle said that she wasn't okay or whatever when she was in that garden. What was that? Which garden? Before they left. Well, that interview where she was outside and the interviewer asked her, are you okay? And she was like, no. No, bitch, I hate it here. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. To think, like, if that was me, I, my husband would not have left with me and the kids. He would have just been like, okay, sorry, but if you don't like it, you've got to go. 
that's been my experience of racism. <laughs> I'll be like, um, <laughs> hey, I think I think there's something funny going on here. You get like, take the kid, like, go, bye. And then he'd be like, and I'm keeping the kid. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Sorry to make this about me, but it is about me. Sorry to your future <laughs> husband. No, I'd never marry someone. That's another thing. I think I was thinking that the whole time. I would have left. Like, do you know what? This is actually funny. I'm not going to lie. The other night I was looking at my ex and I was kind of like, it happens every so often. I'll be Mm. like, I wonder what could have been. Like, did I overreact? Right. And then I watched this and I'm like, I did the right thing. I definitely did the right thing leaving. Like, you can't be with someone who won't ride for you. Like, that's not normal. And I was thinking about, like, small things. Like, the first time, like, I should have known. Like, if that happened now, I feel like I would have just known straight away. But it was, like, his birthday. And every year he goes for a dinner with his two best friends, right, every year. And he started going out with me. And he told me they didn't want to do the dinner. And I was like, that's that's when I had this weird, eerie feeling. That's how I can describe it. It's the only way I can describe it, just an eerie feeling. And I should have known, but I didn't. Yeah. They ne- And then another birthday came and they didn't want to do the dinner. Every single year they do the dinner. Well, I mean, look, I'm glad that, I'm glad things played out the way they did. It really affects me, though, in a way that in, I'm not. Like, well, no, that I'm not glad that you, that happened, but I'm glad that you, you left. That you left, yeah. My advice to anybody who ever hears this, no matter when it is in your life, if you are with somebody, and it, it doesn't matter if they are okay, it doesn't even matter if their immediate family is okay, if there is somebody in their life who is really anti-Black, and sorry, I'm assuming you're a Black person, or is and you're if you're not a black person, if they're racist, you still shouldn't. Yeah, you still shouldn't not be okay with it. Yeah, but I, I'm not gonna lie. If you're anti-black and you're with someone who's anti-black, I don't give a fuck what happens to you. Good luck. If you're <laughs> God bless if you're and not anti-black, but and you're with some like, or if you're not black and you come across that, you should also not be okay with it. It shouldn't just have to be. Yeah. Um, but I'm not so, listen I'm not saying that they should be okay with it obviously no one should be okay with that but I'm just saying it's a sense of urgency to the person who is the most vulnerable in that situation yeah get please out. leave please leave the damage it does to your mental health is just it's oh my god I cannot begin to tell you it's horrible you need to leave immediately that goes for jobs just there's certain situations that you can't sit in. And I know that that's easier said because literally every place I've ever worked has been racist in some mm. capacity. But at the same time, you got to protect your neck. Yeah. And you're like, home, don't, you don't need to somewhere you be can't polite about it. Just get out in whatever way you can mm-hmm. and need to. Let's let's all mega mark our way to a bride. Yeah to a happy ending yeah I would have left (laughs) (laughs) I would have left but I just wonder I mean 
Her poor mom. Imagine she watching your even, baby girl go through that. And probably not even be able to speak with her. Like, would could she even physically leave? Not just casually, no. Yeah, she exactly. She said they had what a would... passport. Ooh, um, yeah, no, if you don't take my passport. You're, it's not, It's that's the thing people don't understand. It's not a normal thing. Like, even if you're like the head of state voted in democratically, it's not, you have no freedom. Mm. But yeah, I've I've made the mistake of I don't even know why I'm saying this because it's just I, I'll say it. Let's not dwell on it too much. Mm-hmm. But just Jesus fucking Christ, going into comment sections on any of this kind of stuff. This has been for me the best horrible experience ever. The only thing that kind of made me think something was funny was like the views on my stories went up loads and I was thinking, are people coming here to see what I thought about it? Because I'm not (laughs) telling you. I don't like that people like feed off of black pain. I don't like it. It's so weird. And it's annoying because there's so much you want to say and you want to express yourself, but you have to starve these fucking vampires. Mm-hmm. That's not the way to do it. You have to say what you you have to say what's on your heart. Like there was so much I wanted to say that day. I wanted to fucking let my ex's friends have it, and I was just like, I don't think I should. But let me tell you, they're making it onto a song. They might get an interlude. The world will know what they did. (laughs) (laughs) We are telling you. Telling each other when we listen back. It's some good news. Oh, no, that's, I'll tell you off air. (laughs) Sorry. Like, this is a podcast, not just like, yeah, this isn't the good news. What's going on in Rick's life? Listen, you don't come here for our good news. This has been the weirdest episode. And it's been because we haven't really talked about the thing that, we watched at all but we have but we haven't i mean you know what i mean like oh, you know like, usually blow we don't blow like, what yeah exactly because but the thing is, it's it not really because... about and you've all seen it you all know yeah. and i don't want to it's not it's too personal it's basically. yeah I mean, it trivialized it to, to be like and then they they said this and then they said and then this happened. but we could have like it's- gone through it and talked about each part and broken it down and told you basically why it's so bad like the worst part obviously being the effects and let that be a lesson to everybody out there that is how damaging racism is to your mental health the first time I had started having panic attacks and obsessive thoughts was actually when I was about nine not nine maybe ten And it's when I moved from Croydon, a multi-ethnic area, to a completely white area. And I literally, I should have known, I started, I had my first ever panic attack in the school. Like, the effect that it has on your mental health, I would go as far as to say it's almost irreparable. It Mm. needs to stop. So when you have colleagues, friends, whoever, who are telling you about this shit, it's not a joke. It's so serious. There are children especially in America, the number of black children committing suicide has gone up. 
it's not a joke. It's not a small thing. It's not funny. And I hope you don't mind me saying Natty, but both me and Natty have had problems like everyone in their life will have issues with their mental health at some point it's like mm. it's like saying you're you've lived and you've never had a cold and you never got sick it's never going to happen you are going to yeah. in this world in this fucked up world especially it's going to happen to you but our experiences have been way more extreme mm. and both of us I would say it's the probably the root fucking cause is the racism like it, the way that it makes you feel to see yourself your identity the way even that your parentage you're brought up yeah, they think that it's yeah, manifested in, or, or the the root cause of it is, yeah, pro- it is probably rooted in racism, but I think in, in different ways for, for for both of us, which just shows you how insidious this thing is. Yeah. It attacks you from all different angles, from in inside, inside yeah. your own self, and from people that are close to you the closest people to you Facts. and yeah it's it's not fun it's not fun but thank god we live to tell the tale i mean oh my god this is so random i'm sorry to jump from such extreme trauma to this okay i watched this film with my cousin and at first you know me i'm like this is shit then of course i'm like oh my god we have to watch best thing ever (laughs) (laughs) it's about um it's supposed to be teenagers but i think they were like early 20s 50 years old sure (laughs) (laughs) they were um mid to late 50s (laughs) They're 97 now. <laughs> um, the guy now is 35, but I think when they shoot shot the first one, he was 27, 8. Anyway, so it's like, I'm so excited to tell you because you'll love it. You might have already seen it. Um, she, oh my God, I'm so Is this charades or something? What is going on? Am I going to like, guess? <laughs> How do I Listen, not help this? me guess? What is it? What's Ruth trying to tell me? Oh my god, how can I not remember this? Okay, so it's like a post-apocalyptic world. The world has been nuked. All the countries nuked each other, which I hate when they do. Sounds that like all same flesh, but sure. <laughs> they never address the radiation poisoning, and I feel like that trivializes what actually happened when. <laughs> in Ultra Flesh, or the film you're talking about? I know in um. Um, in Japan oh oh, okay yeah (laughs) yeah because Americans are like but from our perspective this is what would happen I'm like but that's we know what actually we know what did happen and how it's still affecting people (laughs) currently but yeah they um they also it was a bit like not ultra fresh it was a bit like Galaxina in that the world was like ready pink from the radio okay yeah 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 only outside like the bubble so it's set in the city of Chicago and they all live in different like sects they're all like segregated into these five groups and then when they turn 18 they can pick what group they want to join and it's done by a test and the test determines who you are like what group you're in but the catch is she is all of the groups and she has all these abilities but those people are hunted who what is this divergent yes (laughs) wow jesus i've not even seen it 
Oh my god! I've never even so, seen it or read the books, but I somehow so bad and so good. Yeah, I have no intention of watching that. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> here seen, we are. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the first one and the third one. I haven't seen the middle, and there needs to be a fourth one because the ending of the third was like suggesting there was going to be another one. So rude. Okay. And I was just like, at first I was annoyed because, oh, no, that's a spoiler. I went, yeah. Because I'm going to watch it. You're never going to watch it. I'm never going to watch it. Just tell me. Yeah. In the third one, they start referring to her as pure. And she's like a white, supposed to be like teenager. She looks kind of innocent, blonde girl. And I'm just like, who wrote this? was a bad move you could have picked any word they meant like they were like she's genetically pure I was like oh my god oh guys act- come on I think I'm gonna actually vomit and we all you know, know that really like when that it's only the bad people these days in films and pop culture that say things about being people being pure and also well, the guy who said it was a villain in the end but oh, okay. still I just feel like for the kind of age range of people watching that they need that whole um, power structure broken up. They don't need it reinforced constantly through American yeah, media. Yeah, like, do we still have to be trotting out this same old storyline? Mm-hmm. But her love interest would get it. At first, I didn't like him. But after a couple of fight scenes, I was like, as much as I hate myself for saying this, he's kind of hot. <laughs> after some bloody violence... Yeah. Oh my God. Beat everyone up, please. Wow. Abolish prisons. Um, I'll send you a clip. Okay. From a Nollywood film that made me laugh. It's like this guy, um, this couple is in a bar and there's two guys at the bar who are friends with the man. Okay. Three men and a woman. The man and a woman are a couple. The other two guys are the man's friends. One of them starts saying like, Men always tell lies to get women, get what they want from women. And then he's like, tell me, what did your husband say, or boyfriend, I can't remember his name, say to get between your legs? What lie did he tell you? And she's like offended. This man gets up, goes up to the guy that he knows, pulls a gun on him, puts it to his head and says, apologise right now. And I was like, that's what I want. <laughs> that is, but in my situation, it would be like, probably like, he'd just laugh with them and shoot me. <laughs> Well, or that he would tell the joke. He would tell oh the lie. Oh, my God. He would be like, I told that dumb bitch. <laughs> that would be when you realise it really was that true. I would You're defend like, oh, her right. honour when my friends <laughs> said shit to her. And now look at her. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been disrespected in my time. Good God. Yeah, and there's, there is a time and a place for disrespect. And it's only when it's consensual. consensual. Yes. Amen. But then again, I also have been, um, yeah, I've also had, there are, I've known decent people. It's just the damage that the indecency has done is so heavy. It's hard to like forget. And I take everything as disrespect. Like I was telling Natalie, this guy threw my glasses on the floor of his car in an emergency situation. And even then I was like, (laughs) How dare you? Please, sir, put them, fold them neatly, put them in the case. 
they are not on the dashboard. I didn't get the um, scratch. Exactly. I didn't get scratch-resistant lenses. Like, now the whole... Oh, anyway. I did not plump for scratch-resistant lenses, sir. And I Please wish I did. have some respect. He's actually At least, Yeah, me. if not for me, then for, for somebody's property, for somebody's stuff, guys, please. That's so rude. Like, I wear them on my face and you think it's appropriate to throw them on the floor. I need I don't... these to see. <laughs> this, is, these are, this is medical. Oh, you froze. Gosh. Did I? Yeah. Am I still freezy? It says my internet connection is unstable. Oh, no. Should we pause? How can that be? I'm plugged in. Should we pause? Mm, or is this going to make the cut? It'll be fine. Yeah, I can still hear you. I mean, guys, you must love listening to our internet banter. <laughs> we revert back to the beginning of this episode where we blamed everything on the internet. Oh my God, it's going to be so weird post-corona listening back to people talk about the internet, the internet. You're going to be like, shut the hell up about the internet. Get better connection. Shut already. Wait, yeah. what do you mean? Like, imagine like in like two years' time listening back to like an episode like this and like in every episode we oh, right, the yeah. internet. Yeah, I mean, I think that when we listen back to this in two years' time, like the us talking about our crappy internet connection is probably going to be the, the least of our uh, <laughs> uh, concerns. Maybe concerns isn't the right word. I think it'll be the the last thing that we'll be laughing about when we listen back to this. I think we'll cringe. I think that all podcasts should expire after a year. That's just my humble opinion. All episodes. I think it yeah, just we, automatically it expires delete. after a year, but we just... Just, just do something else. Oh, is it like you, it gets deleted off the internet and you can't listen back to from it everywhere? Mm. Like automatically, just to give everyone a fighting chance to survive in this world. What? Just in the world I, in general, or in podcasts, yeah. so that other, so that new people, aka us, can get visibility. <laughs> oh. No, I just meant for us not to have to stand by the things we said. Oh, true. It yeah, of course what it is. I'm not yeah. going to change our mind about the monarchy, for instance, but I might regret. Um, I think like sometimes gonna... I say we say things that you don't even really think about or mean. Yeah, and then for me, I feel like, I don't know how you feel, but because I struggle with being emotionally vulnerable, sometimes I'll make light of something that is not light to make myself feel more comfortable. So I listen back to it and I'm like, oh my God, I sound like I'm just like making a joke out of everything. But honey, mum's got to eat. That doesn't even make sense. It isn't paying us anything. So. <laughs> and I don't understand why I said that. Oh my God. Well, that, that, like, that's I, a case in point, isn't it? You're being emo- emotionally vulnerable and then you made a joke about needing to eat. That's exactly. A, yeah. I just can't be serious. And I retweeted today. Oh my God. All the uh, Like on our account <laughs> um Zendaya is going to be acting her heart out on the crown in a couple of years and it's like yesterday I was literally no. crying I was crying at this interview I was so triggered and now I'm like ah Zendaya is gonna be acting up Zendaya's gonna kill that role somebody yeah. else said that Megan should be allowed to play Megan in the crown but she would never she's too she um, wouldn't she's like She's above all of that. She's got too much class as if 
you she wouldn't has- have class to take it. But she, I mean, anybody else, it wouldn't be a quite a, a comment on um, anybody else can take that role, whatever. But Megan, she has too much class to go back there. She really does move like a queen, honestly. Because yeah. let me tell you, the sec- <clears throat> I was saying this to my cousin, like there are certain things that happen in your life where it's time to, what Nigerians say, break a bottle. Get a bottle and break the bottle. You break a bottle when somebody says, what skin color, what skin color do you think the child's going to be? That's when I break a bottle. That's when we're fighting. Right. Oh, this oh is a fighting God. thing as opposed to like you're uh, seeing off a ship. Oh, no, no, nothing like that. Oh, so, yeah. I hope that second baby is blacker than ever. But that's also a really weird thing to say, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... I've. I guess I've just never, as much as I've grown up in this um, colorist world, and I'm not saying this to make anybody feel bad about their own past. I've just, I just can't imagine having a baby and wanting my baby to be a certain skin tone. I just, that's just not something that I think you should should even cross your mind. But then again, I guess if you're racist, it's probably the first thing on your mind. <laughs> if you're but racist, think- what else are you thinking about? It's yeah, but it's definitely something that has, again, like, I'm not at all proud of this now, but it's stuff that has crossed my mind because, again, of the the internalised racism that I struggle with in that it's the, like, having a child with somebody that was white would mean that like I'd have a child that was like that. And that's like, it doesn't, A, it doesn't even matter. B, it doesn't even make sense because I don't, you don't know what your child is going to look like. We've like exactly what we just spoke about. They might be. Genetics are mad. Yeah. It's, but it's still that because people, and I, I, I think this is probably, I, I really can't speak to anybody else's experience, but I would hazard a guess that it's a common thing for non-black people of colour to kind of think, want it's to have that, that proximity to whiteness yeah. and that to that protection of whiteness, even though it's not going to protect you, it, you'll never be on the same level no but, but you, you won't be at the bottom from yeah totally. but that is like literally buying into oppression and you know mm. and you also can't you can never know happiness in this world as long as people are being oppressed that's just how it is but honestly I wouldn't I've always to be honest I'm just going to be real like I don't know if this is problematic to say because obviously I've dated people outside my race before Mm -hmm. but even with um people of my own even other black people I've always struggled like with this idea of like how they perceive like the way their child's going to be raised because to me like obviously I'm in charge like I remember saying to one guy who I had kind of had like a, a thing with that we were talking about kids and I, and he was just sort of talking about um like it was I think we were having a conversation if we had children. I was like, obviously I'm gonna raise my children. I don't care what ethnicity. I don't care are. what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna I'm gonna raise them as black. I know that sounds weird, but like I'd never actually articulated that before. But I was like mm. who whoever I give birth to 
no matter what they're they're gonna I know it sounds it's I don't even care how it sounds like I'm gonna they're gonna be black when you have a black mother you are seen as like there's just I'm just I don't really get that but yeah and I've always yeah I've always wanted black children but then I think that that's also problematic to say you're not supposed to breed you're supposed to just have children (laughs) you know what I mean well I mean but yeah. yeah I oh my god one guy who I was talking to who's actually an ex-boyfriend he was saying that like he was talking about the hair that our children would have and I was like obviously they'd have curly hair hmm. like even if it's not an afro they're gonna have curly hair and he was like yeah but you never know and to be honest he's he was actually right in that instant like you can't have these ideas of what your children are going to look like because you don't they could come out looking like anybody in anybody's family tree like you really don't know and it's anyhow you put it even if it isn't um like say if I wanted my children to have like a really tight coily afros that's also problematic because you can't you're not supposed to like like breed do you know what I mean selective weird um, yeah yeah even if it's not a it's prejudice not thing, it's still, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit weird. So, yeah, I had to cut that shit out. Because basically I'm trying to, um, yeah, everyone wants to give birth to themselves. I remember a girl in school told me she would, she wanted, uh, she was talking about her mum said to her that if she had, that she's, I don't even know how we got onto it because I'm pretty sure her boyfriend wasn't mixed race. I wasn't black. She was like, but if you had mixed race children, they wouldn't look like you. That's what her mum said to her. We were like 13. <laughs> we were in secondary school, but like young. Yeah, like, that is not. I'm just um... thinking about it now. I'm just like, what? God, people are so weird. And the amount of people have said to me that they wish they were mixed race is so. I'm just like, why? When I was younger, comments like that, I just thought they were just weird, but I'd ignore them. But as an adult, I'm just like, as an adult woman, why are you coming up to another adult woman specifically to tell me that you wish you were a mixed race? Like, what yeah. are you going to do with that? I, I you know, I, I, I still want to be like, what, what do you, like, I, I, you still want to be white, but you want to have something, a, a little bit of, you want to have, I, wanna, I wish I had a bit of black. I wish I had a bit of black in me. I'm like, I'm literally a black woman. Like, why would you think that's an appropriate thing to say to a black person? And even if you thought that was an appropriate thing to say, like, why would, why is that a topic of conference? People are fucked up in the head. Well, they're just racist. So that's that. I often <sighs> want, well, we ask, uh, have asked our mum before whether she, what, what, what she thought about having kids that obviously we're not going to be white. You've asked her? Yeah. What did she say? Sorry, I'm intrigued. She's just like, she's very like, I honestly, I just don't even, I didn't think about it at all. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a thing. And I think for, for for me and well, for my siblings, we're just kind of like, that's, that's odd to me as well, that that was, that it wouldn't be a consideration. But I suppose when we, when we're talking about it now in this context, like, it, if why should why wouldn't it have been like she didn't see we were just her kids you know it's like a it's a doubt for you it must be like a conflicting thing like a double thing because on the one hand it's like your your children are your children obviously it doesn't matter what they look like you're supposed to love them 
not to say, I hate saying stuff like that because it makes it sound like if you look a certain way when you're bored, that's a bad thing. I don't mean yeah. that. I just mean you don't give a fuck. Yeah. But on the set, on the other hand, it's just like, I feel like for a non-white person, I feel like it's impossible not to imagine how race will play a role in your children's life. But to a white person, maybe they just don't think about that because they don't. Yeah, know. I think that she didn't. Um, I think, well, she was does that. I don't think that she realized. And in in honesty, I'm not going to say that. I think that the way that racism has affected me more has been actually within internal family structures as opposed to mm. what I've experienced outside in the real world. So that's why I think our, our experiences of it are different. And again, why I say it's like it's it's so insidious um, the way that it will find you. But she just, I think that is, yeah, was just naive to it and didn't, yeah, That's maybe stressful. just didn't, didn't it know. It is stressful listening to somebody say, like, they don't, know, like, even, like, Harry and saying, like, I just find it difficult when people, like, say stuff like that. That's why I think that um, going back to the colorism thing, like, that, the idea of, like, mixed race people presenting these shows is just mad because... It's like they're just going to be shocked and I didn't know in the whole time. And as mm-hmm. when you're on the receiving end of an I didn't know, it makes you want to drop kick someone, to be honest. I'm just going to be honest. I hate that. Oh, my God. Or even worse, when somebody says, I know. And I'm like, you don't know. You don't. <laughs> and you never will. I, don't, I can't shop in Tesco local. I'm still not shopping in my Tesco local because of that reason. You really don't know. Like, go away. Okay, so I text this guy who I thought was blocked, who I thought blocked me. I did block him first, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. I unblocked him to message him. So if we go along the back to the history, the timelines of blockings. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you block someone, never unblock them. So, so you blocked them for a reason, it. okay? You blocked them for a reason. If you want to... If you if you're not really serious about blocking somebody, just like maybe mute them. I have to block. But See, I, I'm too, I think I'm I don't want to. I'm too cowardly to block. I'll just mute because I don't want what? people to no, think. I feel like as well, a block's like such a, an un un you can't undo a block. Yes, you literally can. I did it. No, tonight. I know you can, but <laughs> we have just said if you block somebody, do not undo it. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't, but here we are. Okay, so, so he hasn't blocked you. No, he messaged me. Oh, yeah, this takes me back to why I blocked him. Okay, yeah, I'm going to block him again. Oh, God. Wait, do I know why you blocked him? Do I remember? Have I forgotten? I just gift gaff mobile voicemail all the time. Who has a gift gaff voicemail except for someone who's cheating on their partner? Serious question, please submit your answers to where Look, you if you've got a gift I'll pay as you go, then I'm sorry. And you're not cheating on your partner, then I'm sorry. If you are, maybe just maybe just tell your partner. Um, Nobody you has pay as you go anymore. You don't need it, even if it's like... It's probably, you. it's more expensive to have a pay as you go phone. Yeah. I'm quite certain at this stage. It 100% is, yeah. Yeah. Roaming charges on a pay as you go. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> 
data on a pay-as-you-go. That'd be insane. Gift I remember going like get, doing pay-as-you-go and getting your top-up card at the supermarket and calling up. It's just so long. What a process. But then you can get a bundle. Sorry, Brody's just jumped on the table. <laughs> I wondered what that was. Yeah. Listeners, if you can hear some random messy noise, it's, it's everyone's favourite producer cat, Brody. And for some reason, my brother, who's now entered the room and thinks it's appropriate to talk in the background. <laughs> and now Be we quiet. Our guest, our first ever guest. Uh, actually maybe yeah maybe one day we'll we'll have guests on when we can yeah we we should definitely have a guest when we can do season three we should have a season guest yeah we could do that and then we can watch something i think next week that's what we can do we can do our usual um podcast planning session now because when else are we going to do it let's face it honestly yeah so this is our only time to connect we had a scheduled um what's that um drama on the sin. bbc but um, Full, um I, channel four yeah but i need i need to postpone have you started it no no and i can't watch it this week <laughs> i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> cut stuff on I, I think um, yeah. you need to take your time with it as well because it's just I finished it last week. Okay, I'll just start watching it. I'll do like, but I know I can't binge anything. So can we do something? Oh my gosh, what should we watch? Oh, so I had a I had a thought. We could watch. Oh, you know, we could watch um, Promising Young Woman. Oh, that's supposed that- to be really good with uh, Carrie Mulligan. Is that the one in the champagne glass? Oh, is that an old film or a no? New no, no, film? it's new. It came out, I think, at the end of mm. last year. It sounds like um, a period drama. Uh, no. Oh. Black is this comedy like thriller. A- <laughs> okay. Okay, there's one black cast member that might swing it for me. I'm sorry, after the monarchy, I'm just not in the mood for white people. I'm sure you guys understand. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess. I'll give well, it wait, a try. That, that's just that's on the list as it has has always been. We can <laughs> we ignore our list and just add to it every single yeah. time. <laughs> and then God, just what what else was on the list? Girls in Love by Jacqueline Wilson. <laughs> I would love to. Um, Just say the word and I'm down. That's an audio. Yeah. We've got three hours to... Oh, because I go for a walk and I need stuff to listen to anyway, so an audio book is always fine. Rather than sitting and watching something. My thing Mm -hmm. is, is though, I need to... I need to physically read it. No, 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 not at all. I just, it's more that I tend to leave whatever it is that we're doing till like the last minute. And that's a bit harder to do with like a three and a half hour audio book. <laughs> <laughs> Although if it's an audio book, I can watch it, can listen to it 
while I'm working, I guess. Yeah, it depends what you're doing because sometimes it takes too much attention. Mm. Can't think of what else. What else? I've, I mean, I've been listening to um, a lot of, or cutting back to listening to, um, Why Won't You Date Me, the, the Nicole Byers podcast. Um, oh, that sounds so depressing. Is it asking it, people why they won't date her? I mean... Who wants to know kind why of, somebody yeah. doesn't want to date you? No, it's not, it's not specifically <laughs> she's asking people that she has date, like likes it's she has other friends and comedians and podcast hosts or and um okay like drag queens and what like people on the show and they talk so about it's like, like okay. sex relationships whatever and but it, it's kind of all centered around the fact that she has not had a significant long-term relationship and it finds it really difficult for people to actually commit and be real with her um and she's very funny anyway that's probably what it is (laughs) (laughs) she is a hilarious funny fat black woman and I think that yeah unfortunately that's she talks a lot about that as well and the like the other role that that kind of plays um yeah it's very very good very funny um oh my god this is so random but I still I'm going back again to the Meghan Markle situation. I still call her Meghan Markle because I don't know what their family's surname is. Um, Piers Morgan's obsession with her all because she didn't text him back. That is a mess, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you have any shame? That is just the ultimate in bitter. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) It's not funny because what he has done to that poor woman is unforgivable she's not seeing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's not gonna see it (laughs) in my mic it doesn't matter if she doesn't see it the rest of the world sees it and no i get that so many it's it's, just like that's the only tiny joy that i can take from it it's just uh, yeah funny she's still not it doesn't yeah (laughs) it was this for you sad sad man um, oh yeah, his. I think his career is going to get super extreme because I just don't see where else he to. can go. It has to get extreme, and and he will. Not to say that it hasn't been up extreme up till now. I just mean he's like an LBC right wing person waiting to happen instead of an ITV one. What's the difference? What mm-hmm. am I even yeah. saying? Like, what's her name? He's a mess. Kate Kate Hopkins. Is she still doing it? I don't know. Well, what? Presenting or just being a general? I know she's still being a... Oh, she... I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not into body shaming, but the way she looks terrifies me. She looks like somebody deflated her. Well, it's def- deflating all the joy and humanity out of somebody. Um... Okay. Look, we're obviously not going to figure out what we're going to do next week. Who, who we can knows, watch but... Promising Young Woman. We can. No, I don't. That that face says it all. Again, sorry guys, if like you'll definitely be able to hear Brody um, 
meowing his head off, that is probably definitely our cue to our cue to leave. Okay. We're gonna watch Promising Young Woman. I'm gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So we'll uh, see you next week when we are reviewing Jacqueline Wilson's Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> see you later, guys. Bye.